My name is Matthew Becker. As the owner of a fitness facility and an attorney, I have a lot of things that I need to get done in a day. I've spent the last few years developing strategies that allow me to constantly move forward while also living the best life that I can live. On this podcast, I share those strategies with you along with other thoughts and ideas that allow you to live your best life through the concept of the aggregation of marginal gains. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Stronger Revolution. I'm Matthew Becker, here with the next installment of Developing Our Mental Toughness. This is episode number three, so I like to go back and start to review the previous episodes, just so that we're all on the same page as we progress through these various series on specific topics. So in episode one, we talked about the need to have self-awareness as we develop mental toughness. We also defined the difference between mental toughness and what is commonly sort of confused as just physical toughness. So physical toughness is the ability to continue to push through something that's hard physically, like being able to complete a marathon or being able to continue to climb the mountain despite the fact that some of your gear is broken. But physical toughness typically isn't enough. And physical toughness doesn't always help us in our everyday life. Mental toughness, on the other hand, is being able to control your responses to a situation, being able to maintain an even composure or an even keel, if you will, regardless of what the situation is going on outside of your mind. And as I like to say, always being able to keep this sort of cool, calm, and collected attitude, regardless of how much a perceived stressful or or perceived difficulty a situation might have. Uh, So what we're trying to explain throughout this series is how you can develop this mental toughness so that things like when you get stuck next time in traffic, it doesn't just completely ruin your day. Last episode, we started talking about Um, how to determine the values that you're going to use in order to guide you through this sort of uh, in control, not reacting, always responding thoughtfully and in control in various situations. We call these your guiding principles or your guiding values. And in order to help you determine what those values are, I made this suggestion that you sit down and you start to write a list of individuals in your life, whether they are older, younger, alive, uh, people you know, they might be people who have passed, people from history, may even be fictional characters. 
but people that you look to as sort of the person or people that you want to emulate the way that they live their life as an indication of sort of the way that you want to live your life. And after you make the list of these individuals, what you then need to do is go back through and write down what it is that you want to emulate of each one of these individuals. I think I used uh, as an example my father and how despite um, my father's level of success or his busyness or whatever else he had going on in his life, he always made uh, the effort and created the opportunity to spend time giving back to people through service. And that was something that I want to emulate in my life. Once you have it written out, what it characteristic about each one of your individual role models it is that you want to emulate, you then need to start to write down perhaps how they would respond to a certain situation or how you would respond to a certain situation uh, given the principles or values that you are attempting to emulate from these individuals. I told you guys to start small because on this episode, we're going to start to expand out a little bit. And this is really where mental toughness starts. If you don't spend the time with these steps, developing these values and, and really starting to actively, thoughtfully and mindfully apply the values that you want to emulate into your everyday life, then the steps that follow in subsequent episodes regarding mental toughness are just not going to happen. So you have to start with this because if you don't have those guiding principles that are unbiased to the situation, if you don't have the self-awareness in order to see yourself in an unbiased way, to see how you are reacting or responding to certain situations or how your mental attitude is changing throughout the day given the various stimuli that come out to you, then it's like you can't change unless you identify that there's an issue or a problem to begin with. Cool? When we start to take small steps uh, to emulate our role models and how they would, re would respond to a certain situation in order to help us respond similarly, that I keep calling it emulating, it's really... I think more in like, I'm going to say like the psychological field, but I don't want to like speak for them because um, this is how I know of it. And I think this is a, a fair term. The actual term is called modeling. So what you're doing is you're modeling the behavior of another person in an effort to try to uh, carry on that behavior or develop that behavior behavior uh, at, uh, on your own or as yourself or something that you are trying to become like somebody else. You're modeling their behavior. As you get better at modeling somebody else's behavior, what you'll find is that these values really start to become your own. So the way that, that uh, an easy way of, of thinking about this or illustrating this is, let's go back to my example with my dad. Um, I, I'm trying to emulate the characteristic from my father of always trying to give back to those who are in need through service. So I grow up um, 
participating sometimes with my father on some of these things. And, and I see this as a characteristic which I want to adapt or model in myself. So I either seek out actively or when things come to me passively, then take the opportunity to give back to our community, to those in need, whatever it is through service not always through money, go back to an episode we did earlier on how to be happy. And, and one of those ways is to give back through service, not just simply giving back materialistically. So we're giving back through service to other people. So I start taking these opportunities to give back to others through service. The more and more that I do that, the more it becomes who I am. I know that it's becoming who I am when I hear from somebody else that they are model or trying to model that behavior for me, okay? So that's how we know that these values that we are trying to model are now starting to become ingrained in ourselves. The more and more that we do this, the more and more that we identify these values and we start to identify areas in our life in which we can apply these values, we start to develop this idea of mental toughness. And the first step in doing that is through preparation. Preparation is key. I almost guarantee you've heard that somewhere in your life, likely in a professional setting, but it applies everywhere. Preparation is key. Let me give you a prime example of how preparation and preparation is key, works into mental toughness. Let's take this scenario. My wife and I do a daily dog walk. Uh, sometimes multiple times a day. We walk the dogs multiple times a day, but we don't always do it together. But it's almost guaranteed that every day, around noon or shortly thereafter, I'm gonna go home from, from the gym and I'm gonna spend time walking the dogs with my wife. Multiple reasons to do so, but that's not important at the moment. The, the way that this relates to mental toughness is we happen to have a reactive dog. He's not aggressive, he's just reactive. If there's another dog that comes out, he gets very leash reactive and gets very high energy and starts to bounce around and might nip us or whatever. We've been working a lot at trying to calm down this behavior. But when my wife and I are standing in the house preparing to go on a dog walk, there is often a conversation of, what is the weather like outside? What kind of people are we going to encounter? How many dogs are we potentially going to encounter on our walk? Because we, we live in a very uh, walking neighborhood, like everybody's got a dog. Um, and so you know, what kind of route do we want to take so that we minimize the potential reactions that we're going to, or interactions that we're going to have with, with other dogs? And so all of this is preparation so that when we do interact with another dog or when we know that there's the potential that another dog is going to around the corner up there, we already know what we're going to be doing and how it's going to feel so that it doesn't end up this giant freak out of the dog uh, barking and trying to nip and us yelling at the dog and trying to ignore you know, the people who are down the street coming at us while also handling two other dogs that we have with us. You know, If we're not prepared for it, 
and we freak out when the dog freaks out, the whole situation is going to go to a, and turn into a nightmare. This is not mental toughness. However, by preparing for what we are potentially going to encounter in the walk and knowing that this is a potential and doing things like bringing treats with us and making sure that, you know, I'm walking first with the two calmer dogs and Rachel's coming up second with our more reactive dog and that the reactive dog is walking with Rachel because he responds more to Rachel than he does to me. You know, all this preparation allows us then to get into a situation where inevitably we encounter in an uncontrolled environment, another dog turning the corner, coming at us, our dog is potentially going to start reacting and we can immediately turn and remove the situation, move away, everybody remains calm and the walk just continues. Real basic idea there, but this is how preparation works into mental toughness. Might seem like a small example, but it's these small examples that we can put together over time and build into larger examples. And so that little example right there can then lead into something like, I'm now going to prepare for something that happens today at work so that when the walls come crashing down or the ceiling comes crashing down at work because somebody messed up a project, I already know how to, I was prepared for this so that mentally, I know that I'm just gonna be cool, calm, and collected, and we're gonna handle it in a rational frame of mind and not feel like, yes, the ceiling is coming down, but I don't think it's gonna absolutely crush me and I don't start freaking out. So how do we do this mental preparation so that we can look at how we are now going to apply our guiding principles or guiding values throughout the day? First is through a morning routine. We've talked about morning routines before. If you've adapted a morning routine, go back to the habit episodes because once you have a morning routine already established and moving something new into that morning routine is a whole lot easier. So what we're doing is we're going to start to add a little bit to our morning routine. This is where you're preparing for the day ahead. This can be very long, it can be a very short process. The idea is that you're sitting down, you're reviewing what's potentially going to come up during the day, and you're taking just a brief moment to think to yourself, okay, I have to meet with this client today at 10 o'clock. I think this meeting could be contentious, so I'm going to mentally prepare myself that I'm going to sit back, I'm going to absorb what the client is saying to me. I'm going to consider it and then I'm going to respond to it. I'm not going to get immediately defensive of anything and everything the client says to me. Simple preparation like that. Here's another example of how you might do this. Every morning when I drive into the gym, I have a routine that I go through. Once I sit down in the car, my trip is sort of, I, I can section it out. So I have the, the, the part in which I leave my house and I drive through the local neighborhood till I get down onto the main drag, Route 65 for those who are local. I then take Route 65 straight down all pretty much all the way to the gym. I come off of an exit and I go through a couple back streets, but I'm pretty much right there at the gym. So I break up my morning drive to when I leave my house, I allow myself to sort of 
play anything on the radio that I want to play and I let my mind wander and I just sort of wake myself up as I'm driving. Then once I hit Route 65, I click the music over to something like opera or symphony or something that is just sort of background music. And I then start reviewing my day and breathing. So I concentrate on my breath, uh, specifically circle or square breathing, if you want to know. As I'm driving down Route 65, I'm thinking about the things that are potentially going to come up in my day. And I think to myself, okay, what is this hour going to be like? What are the next five hours going to be like? When am I going to make this phone call? How am I going to have this introduction today? What is What quality do I want to exhibit today as things come at me? Because I mean, even just this morning, I'm sitting in my office and a client just randomly walks in with a problem. If I'm not already prepared for the fact that this is going to happen, then I'm more likely to just react to it with, oh my God, the world is ending, than I am by saying, okay, cool. Thanks for bringing that to my attention. Let's work on it. I'll give it some thought and I'll get back to you here by the end of the day, right? So that's sort of how I prepare in the morning. Some people like to write stuff down. Some people like to take a half hour in the morning to write out their calendar. I happened to do that the night before, but this is just an example of ways that you can work this morning preparation into already having a morning routine. Once we go through the morning routine to prepare for the day, we then have to add a back end on that in the evening. Step two is to have an evening review. This is where after you've had that morning preparation, you then sit down for five or 10 minutes in the evening, reflect back on the things that you prepared for in the morning to determine, I wanted to sit in that meeting and remain cool in the meeting despite the fact that I knew this client was coming to me with a bunch of complaints. How did I respond? And then in the evening, I'm looking at, did I respond the way that I wanted to respond? Or did I let the situation get the better of me? And I started to get angry and I started to get fearful and I started to get defensive. And did that derail my effectiveness in that meeting? As you get better at this and as you do this more and more, you will start to be able to keep an eye on your mind throughout the day. Particularly, you're going to notice that you start to make certain value judgments about things. You start to reflect more on this is how I want to respond to a given situation. These are the values that are now driving me forward. I feel a lot more like I'm remaining cool, calm, collected in certain situations that I think in the past would have caused me to freak out or to overreact. I'm taking this opportunity to help somebody because I want to be that kind of person who is willing to give up five or 10 minutes out of my super busy day in order to help somebody else in need. I'm doing that more often. You count, you get this awareness that you're actually doing these things, that you have these opportunities to do these things throughout your days. You're also going to start to notice very subtle feelings that start to crop up. Things like anger and fear and sadness and unhealthy desires and bad habits. You're going to be so aware that you're going to know, oh, wow, when that happens to me, I get really angry about it. When somebody criticizes me, 
I get really upset. Like you're gonna notice that. And then you're gonna be able to take steps in order to make it so that that doesn't happen to you regularly in the future. Now that you have the values, now that you're starting to prepare, now that you're reflecting on your preparation at the end of the day, now you're ready to move forward to develop mental toughness. If you wanna take this morning preparation a little bit further, you can start to add very specific questions to your morning routine to help you add context to the decisions that you're going to make throughout the day. Let me give you an example of this. You might ask yourself, what would the consequences be if I acted as a slave to my passions today? All right, so you're giving a little bit more context to the values that you're trying to put forth the way that you are going to respond to certain situations. And so you're, you're taking it and you're contextualizing it in order to get a better understanding of if I didn't act within my guiding or core uh, values, then what is potentially going to be the consequences of that? You might also ask yourself, how would my day differ if I acted more in control? if I exhibited more wisdom or self-discipline, okay? So you're becoming more aware of how acting in with your values, how that is ultimately going to shape your life. And then during your evening meditation, you might ask yourself questions like, what did I do badly today? Or what did I do well today? You know, you always want to at least back that up. This is what I did poorly. This is what I did well. And then what could I have done differently? And those are sort of the questions, those three that you, you can easily turn to in order to see how your preparation played out in the long run. I really like the, how could I have done differently? That's one that I focus on a lot. I don't like the good and bad stuff. I think that's a judgment call. Um, that's just me personally. If you want to talk about a way that you responded well or, or, or poorly, um, you know, it, to, to say like, to, to me, to say you did something badly today is, is in essence a failure and a failure is only a failure if, if you didn't learn something from it. So I really prefer just to sit down and ask the question of what could I have done differently today? And then that often brings my focus on the things that I don't feel like I did as well as I could have and so I then have that opportunity to meditate on those so that next time that situation comes up or a situation is very similarly, I can then compare the two to see, did I improve? Did I apply my values better? Okay, Did I remain helpful in this situation better than I did in the past? So take some of these opportunities to prepare yourself for the day so that when you inevitably encounter one of these situations, when inevitably you encounter that other dog on the street suddenly, whenever you encounter traffic, whenever somebody walks in your office and says, boss, we got a problem, 
or whatever you know that this really contentious meeting or something like that is going to come up. Maybe it's a phone call in the day that you're just dreading because you know it's just not going to go well. You're not going to be, somebody on the other end is not going to be singing your praises. You know, whatever it is, you can sit down and you can start to prepare for it. And the more that you do that and the more that these values start to drive your life, the better off it's going to be when something suddenly happens. So now all of a sudden you're driving home from work and you run over something and you pop a tire. That could be a panicky situation, but not for you. Because you're so well prepared throughout the rest of the day and you have such an awareness of yourself in these situations that now this is not the end of the world because your tire popped. This is a situation in which you need to approach in a rational way. So let's get your car off to the side. Let's turn the engine off. Let's think for a second. Okay, I need my spare tire. I need to call home. I need my, uh, what is that? T-bolt thing to, to take the tires off. Where's all this located? You know, you, you're, you're approaching this from a very self-disciplined, controlled manner. That's mental toughness. Regardless of the situation, you can be relied upon to be cool, calm, and collected. All right, next episode, we're going to continue with this idea of how we develop and exhibit mental toughness throughout our life. For now, let's start or finish with a quote. This episode's quote is from Colin Powell, a past U.S. Secretary of State. He said, quote, There are no secrets to success. It is the result of preparation, hard work, and learning from failure. End quote. Guys, I hope you're starting to see some of this develop in your own life. If you guys have some other questions or need further guidance or you think I'm gloss, glossing over something that you have a question about, reach out to me because I want to make sure again that we've got these steps put in place before we move further because if we don't have the groundwork, the self-awareness, the values, the ability to look at ourselves from a neutral third-party situation to see how we're reacting in a situation, then the steps that we talk about in the future are just going to be ineffective. As always, thank you for listening. I will be back very shortly to talk to you on another episode of The Stronger Revolution.